listeners, your friendly neighborhood editor here. I wanted to put a little bit of a trigger warning in front of this episode. Probably should have done it in front of the last episode, but uh, Sarah and I do talk about sexual assault, um, and there's a very uncomfortable scene in this episode of Supernatural. Um, If that is something you are sensitive to or something that you might be triggered by, please, by all means, skip this episode of our podcasts. Maybe skip this episode of Supernatural if you're rewatching. Your mental well-being comes first and foremost. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Um, On with the show. There are knives in that box, and I don't want her hurting herself. I have a box full of knives. Because I need to throw them away, and I don't want to just stick them in a bag, so I stuck them in a box. But I haven't taken them out to the dumpster yet. All right. I'll forgive you. It's that time again to take fiction a little too seriously. (laughs) I'm master of the blues BB King, and this is my beloved Lucille, Sarah. Oh, I got, um, I don't know if you want to get like right off the bat, the little, like my little factoids about the title of this episode, which is what got me onto the blues. Born under a bad sign. Sure. Cause I was like, that's gotta be, um, the title of a song and it is. Oh, okay. So born under a bad sign is a song by Albert King that was released in the early 60s. It was also, and I listened to it, it is the same song. It was also released by the band Cream, Mm -hmm. which uh, their lead guitarist was Eric Clapton. Anyway, I found the song. I don't know whether Albert King's was the first or Cream's was the first, because I think they were both uh, released in the same year, from what I could tell. I think Cream's was later, because that would follow the pattern that music always follows. (laughs) but Albert King's version is amazing and apparently he is I referenced BB King in my open but apparently and I never heard of this guy before he is seen as like up there with BB King as being a master of the blues so uh I I put it on one of my playlists that I play all the time because I liked it so much so I born onto the bad a bad sign by Albert King listen to it right now (laughs) Sarah, yes. what are we watching today? We're watching uh, episode 14 of season two, Born Under a Bad Sign. After receiving a frantic call from Sam, who has been missing for more than a week, Dean races to his brother's side. Ooh. And I do think I recall this one. I remember this exactly, but now that I'm remembering how it starts, I was trying to think of what the last episode was. It's been a while since we recorded for anybody yeah. who's interested. So, I mean, you probably know that because I haven't been posting anything. Um, so I really don't remember. I'm getting ahead of myself and I completely forgot the plot of this whole episode. So whatever. <laughs> Let's go. It first aired February 8th, 2007. The director is J. Miller Tobin. The writer is Catherine Humphreys, and the IMDb score is 8.8. It's pretty decent. Pretty high. I remember really liking this episode. 
Let's see if Jared brings his all of his acting to work today. Brings his A game today. I like that we say today as if they're putting out a play specifically for us right now. I don't know why this is my brain, but every time Jensen says again, I just I hear again. I just again. I really hear the Texas coming out. <laughs> and that was a bad impression of it, but I just that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Some nice Verizon placement there. Yeah. I like the like choppiness of the shots with him calling. I don't know why, but the way he checks Sammy, it it's one of those moments that just strikes me as the Dean parent. Yeah. Very much. A hundred percent. That was very much a caretaker action. Yeah. That's like how your mom checks to make sure you're okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know who Richie Zambora is? Of course I don't. I was wondering, I said that, and then I laughed, and I was like, she doesn't even get that reference, does I she? know, I'm sorry. <laughs> he the guitarist for Bon Jovi. He what? The guitarist for Bon Jovi. I figured it was a Bon Jovi band person. Correct. I only know two names from Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi and Richie. Dean, what part of, I literally don't remember anything from the last week. Do you not get how is he supposed how is Sam supposed to recognize anything if he can't remember? I want to remind you that you talk to your cats. I'm sorry. Ask them questions that they cannot answer because they're cats. Well, that question wasn't to them. All right. No, that's what I'm saying is it's the same principle. (laughs) Not at all. It's not the same principle at all. Sometimes your mom just has to ask you questions. Is what I'm saying. Got it. Sorry, the ADHD brain took more leaps there than I could anyone could wallow. It's cute. It's a cool car. <laughs> Did you have to show him? I almost said don't touch it, but it would only be his own fingerprints on that knife. Also, what cops are they calling? <laughs> it's an automatic response in my brain. They're like, don't touch the evidence. Well, there, look, he's wiping off his fingerprints there, Sarah. I know, I'm very proud of him. Why would you shave all but just this? <laughs> yeah, it's a very odd, like, chin mutton chop situation he's got going on. He's got, like, a little bit of a soul patch, too. It's yeah. very strange facial hair. I love how offended he is that Sam's smoking. <laughs> <laughs> These candy bars. These are mine now. <laughs> I can't imagine Dean this ver this point in his life, Dean throwing bottles at someone <laughs> or smoking. I can see Dean smoking. I guess just because you don't really see anyone because they're not allowed to show people smoking on TV anymore. But like, I just can't imagine any either of them smoking. I feel like if this wasn't on network TV, they might have had Dean be a smoker. I honestly do. Was it like, just the alarm that that box was to then? Yeah. Why? I thought it was like an entire circuit breaker. Well, but he clearly turned the lights on. Something that justifies murder. Right. You know? How were serial killers? <laughs> Like, even I, at this point, I'm like, he was possessed. And neither of them have gone to that point yet. I'm going to hold you on that, because we're used to demons in this show. 
I don't think they're really to the point where they're used to them. I guess that's fair. But at least, I mean, they're not going towards, like, a supernatural explanation yet. They're also both really scared about what John told him, like, a bitch before he pieced the fuck out. Anyway. (laughs) That's so true. I also feel like that is his stuntman and not him, because we haven't seen his face yet. (laughs) Also super sus that he would drag him specifically to in front of the camera to kill him. I like how I said sus. (laughs) Yep, that looks just like you. Mm Mm-hmm. Grainy. (laughs) You always look grainy. (laughs) Yeah, that's not how you erase things on computers, Dean. Yeah, well, Sam's not being helpful, so he doesn't have a lot of options. Uh, It's also, like, a bright red flag of, like, hey, we didn't want you to see what was on this. Right? Yeah, because you guys are assholes. <laughs> what a dick thing to say. Right. Then shoot yourself in the head, Sam. How about that? Oh, my God. <laughs> He's clearly not, like, evil right now. Well, I mean, he is. But he is in the context of this conversation. And he's like, you have to kill me before I do something terrible. Like, um, no, don't make your brother do something horrible that's going to scar him for the rest of his life. Right. Like. (laughs) I don't know why that was so fucking cute. (laughs) What? Also, like, the length of time it took for him to respond. You know why don't pick Justin? He rolls his eyes. He picked Justin to really I know. Said anything. <laughs> oh god. I feel like this would be so much easier to do today. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot more like apps and stuff to track. Also, no way in hell are they having a concert there. So he's doing a really good job of making me uneasy. <laughs> Now that we know he's being creepy. Yeah. I like how she left her mom's bar where she was a waitress to work in this shitty bar as a waitress. Right? She just went to another bar. <laughs> His creepy face is really gross. Yeah, like, I'm legitimately uncomfortable right now. Oh, my God. That was really uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, real. I'm really. Oh, don't do whatever you're doing. I'm surprised they put that big bruise on her head. You're surprised they did? Yeah, usually when, you know, TV, you know, you bang your head, knock out. They're just like, oh, there's no head injury here. Yeah, but she's got to be a damsel in distress. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> like I didn't even realize that's what was happening until you pointed it out. That's exactly what's happening here. At least her hair looks better in this episode. Oh, that's right. We did go on about her hair for a while the last time. I did. It's because I didn't like it. They do it better now. I know we're going to talk about this later, but Jared did bring his acting chops today. He brought all his acting. (laughs) (laughs) Just get him in the kneecap. I mean, if you were going to kill it, you would have done that already. Yeah. 
I don't know why, but that looked really stupid to me. <laughs> you like dolphin jumped out that window. Like the cowardly lion jumped out the window. Also, like that she asked, was he possessed? Like, were you not here for the past five minutes? Yeah, he was possessed. I know, because all that he told her, like, why the hell would Sam know that? Right. Maybe Jared was just born to play bad guys. Huh? Maybe Jared was just born to play bad guys. True. You're a demon. Why are we doing this crouching behind a boat thing? Yeah, I don't know what this little cat and mouse game is about. If Dean shoots you, nothing happens. Yeah. Also, Dean's not going to shoot you because it'll kill Sam. I'm like waiting for the jump scare. I keep flinching. I know, that's the thing with jump scares. The longer they telegraph it, the worse it's going to be. Yeah. Are you okay, Sarah? Yeah! <laughs> I just want everyone to know that Sarah is like... Has I like was waiting like, for the jump scare. Skin. I was waiting for the jump scare. Just like... <laughs> Aren't they in Duluth? Yep, sure are. What, like, wharf is in Duluth? Oh, no! Duluth looked like it was right on, like, a lake. Oh, did it? I thought it was landlocked. I don't know. I made an assumption. I know. Well, in the map that when Dean was searching for Sam, it looked like it was next to a really good-sized lake. Okay. I mean, Minnesota is the land of lakes, isn't it? I don't know. Which should be our title, but we're a pleasant peninsula instead. <laughs> Nothing. It's definitely not anything that the demon that just walked out of here did. Yeah. If you notice, the bruise on her head is covered by her hair now. Did she dig a bullet out of his shoulder? I, I think so. <laughs> remember landlines? I do. I remember those. <laughs> Bye! I think this is the first time we see him since uh, the premiere. I think, um, yeah, I think so. He's such a fixture in later seasons that I'm like, oh yeah. It's so it's so weird for him not to be like wow. in every episode. <laughs> Did we need that? Remember, remember how remember remember how Sam's possessed. Just in case you forgot. The fuck? No, we didn't forget. That's the whole point of this episode. I love this so much. <laughs> Fuck face. Yeah, like going to Bobby was probably the worst decision this demon could have made. I love Bobby so much. This begs the question. Did he specifically put holy water in Sam's beer? Or does he just put holy water in all of his beer? I would actually go with option number two. <laughs> I can see both of them be, being valid. <laughs> is all I'm saying. <laughs> Do you guys just have a priest on standby? I think he just gets like gallons of holy water and just keeps it in the back. I forget that they don't have the knife yet. Not until season three. Does is that it season three? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they must introduce the demon knife before they introduce, like, the angel blades. They do, yeah. I thought you were, like, slow clapping. <laughs> oh, I'm cracking. I'm so sorry. No, it's just so funny. 
I also forget that Bob wasn't all Bobby wasn't always in a wheelchair. <laughs> like for most of the run of Supernatural that he was in. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just forget. He ended up in a wheelchair because he just loves Dean so much. I know. Nah, you're gonna be Meg forever. Yeah. You're gonna stay Meg, don't worry. They both be dead without me. Fuck you. Yeah. I'm like the only one of them is. <laughs> I just noticed the effect they put on their throat. Like you could see the smoke coming out up the throat. Oh really? I didn't notice that. Gross. <laughs> I'm real mad and in a lot of pain. Yeah. Sorry. Oh my gosh. You want me to sock you again? Yeah. <laughs> Hunters aren't exactly the most stable people in the world after all. Yes. Aww. That was just I'm a very... Staying the night? What the fuck? Huh? Where are they going? It's the middle of the goddamn night. Just stay They're alive. just leaving. It's a very fatherly look that Bobby gave them. I liked it. This whole scene looks like it was filmed in black and white. I just want to put it up there. Very desaturated. I hate him. <laughs> He's such a fucking moron. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I actually really like it. Uh, but the answer to this is whatever the fuck I did yesterday. Um... Welcome back to whatever the opposite of self-care is. You know what? That tracks. It's the opposite of the opposite of self-care is whatever the hell I was doing yesterday with my time. All right. So my summary. I don't know. I kind of gave up on doing this. Like, yeah, I mean, do, we need, like do you want to still do summaries? We don't have to. It might be funny. I'll cut it out if it's not. All right. Lost Sam. Verizon Wireless. I forgot about the front of this. Mom Dean. Bon Jovi. I'm excited that I got to explain the reference to you. Um, smoke and menthols. Oh, my God. Was Dean so upset? He just kept. He was so upset. He was so. It was like, it was mom again. Mom like, but mom like, if they caught their fourteen-year-old smoking, it was funny. Chin strap. Yeah, that guy. That there's no excuse for that like, facial hair. <laughs> Security house murder. Uh, Dean doesn't know how computers work. It's true. It's absolutely true. Sad bro moment. I almost wrote sad bro mo, and now I really wish I had. Uh, damn. I think that's when he hit Dean. Knocked him out. Mm. What? <laughs> <laughs> Justin Timberlake. I can't get over the fact that he rolled his eyes. I'm like, oh, he's doing quite a triple fight. You're the one who said Justin Timberlake. It's not a real thing. You could have said anyone. Right. <laughs> you could have said Steely Dan. Nobody knows. What the fuck? <laughs> All right. Uh, this is where my notes kind of went weird. Uh, creepy Sam face. Gross scene. <laughs> I just wrote possessed. No shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Joe was like, was he possessed? 
What do you think, genius? Demon hiding hiding behind a boat? Question mark. Cause why? <laughs> I I guess we can't call it a he. It's Meg. So she. Why was she hiding behind the boat? Uh, landlines. If only cell phones existed. <laughs> uh, Bobby, gallons of holy water. <laughs> yep, yeah, an entire bucket. Meg, fuck you, Sam. Why did I write fuck you, Sam? Um, Was know. it just because Dean punched him? Maybe. I think so. <laughs> fuck you, Sam. Uh, and then uh, Bobby's the best. That's at the end of the episode, but that's apparently where my notes end. <laughs> Because Bobby is the best. He is. Yeah. All right. So what did we rate this shit? Indeed. All right. Uh, my overall rating is an eight. Hmm. You're right. Seven's across the board. Never mind. My overall is seven. Seven's across the board. All right. Uh, overall is seven. Sarah's overall is seven. Uh, Monster of the Week is seven. Uh, supporting cast is eight. Uh, writing is seven. I don't know if we're going to talk about that. There was some clunky dialogue in here and I don't know the pacing. The pacing to me was a little weird. Um, cinematography was seven. Everything was just kind of fine. The feels six and main cast eight. Cause once again, Jared showed up. Jared did show up to work today. He showed up and he made it real awkward and creepy for us. He sure did. Yikes. Uh, so that puts Born under a bad sign uh, with a 58 out of a possible 80 points. And uh, so I don't have these numbered. I would tell you what number it was on our list so far, but I honestly don't know. It's third from the bottom. Or no, it's fourth from the bottom of the barrel. It's above children shouldn't play with dead things. Uh, and I feel like that's accurate. So I was looking it up. Duluth is on the very tip of Lake Superior. Ah, that little tiny bit of Minnesota that they're like, we kind of touch a great lake. (laughs) Yeah, it's Duluth. So I guess that marina kind of makes sense then. So Dean fell into Lake fucking Superior in February. He sure did. He should have been worse off. He should have had hypothermia and just died. <laughs> just just died. <laughs> there should have been ice. Uh, you, you can't you can't you can't do that. You just you can't do that. <laughs> lake Superior, for anyone who doesn't know, is the coldest lake. It's the most northern lake. And it's cold because it's also the deepest of the Great Lakes. So it stays pretty much permanently icy cold, whereas the other Great Lakes will warm up during the summer. So that's why it's doubly bad in February, fucking February. <laughs> All right, Sarah. Yes. What did you think? Why did I clap? <laughs> I I said this while we were rating. Okay. Sam or uh, Jared did a really great job, I think, being super creepy and not Sam. The re- like the episode, if you were to take that out of it, the episode's just okay. Yeah. Like there's nothing special about it. There I mean it's a it's a not a new monster. It's not a particularly like 
super scary gross monster or anything like that. And do we want to put this in with those episodes that are not as good on rewatch? Because I'm sure at the time when you watch it and you don't and you think, yeah, maybe Sam just is going evil. Because, again, you said demon, but like, again, up until this point in what we've watched, there hasn't really been that much demonness in Supernatural. So maybe it was a little more tense and strange when you were like, ooh, maybe Sam is evil now. I do remember, I mean, yeah, I do remember being, like, more engrossed, if you know what I mean. Like, the tension was higher. Looking at my ratings that I had on it, I remembered this episode much more fondly than I thought of it now that we've watched it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I when I was thinking back on it and remembering it, I was like, oh, this is one of those like tentpole episodes of season two. It seemed important. And I don't know, maybe it is because this is like one of the boys getting possessed and doing bad things. Well, like you said, that fear of Sam going bad, like is not just this what if scenario, they're dealing with it. Now it's a demon possession, but they don't quite know it. Yeah. But I mean, for me, like I remember, although I brought it up thinking it was Dean, but I do remember the scene with Sam and Joe in the bar. (laughs) I like that scene is very memorable. And I think this scene in Bobby's house is a really good scene. But outside, like outside the rest of it, like, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll bring this up. Um, I wrote a note down as we were writing, and it's, uh, this amounted to less than it was building up to. Yeah. And I also brought up to Sarah, as I'm looking through these titles, and I mentioned that a while ago, that there is a huge gap in season two where they don't really deal with the overarching plot of what is happening in season two. Because we we start the season with the yellow-eyed demon and then, the, you know, the secret with John. And then we build, we learn what the secret is, and then we immediately stop any momentum of dealing with that storyline until the finale. There's this episode, but like I said, this episode doesn't amount to what it's building up to. It isn't about Sam going evil. It's about Meg being an asshole. Well, yeah, and it's... Oh, what did I say while we were rating? It's like... I don't know. It's like they they don't do anything with it, but they don't let you forget it. Because the conversation they had about, you know, Dad said I had to kill you. It's not a new conversation. They don't have any new revelations. That part of this episode nothing changes but I think part of the problem is nothing is done with the storyline the overarching storyline but it keeps getting brought up so you don't forget that it's a thing all right and I don't but I don't I don't know that that's a good thing either it's like they didn't have enough to fill an entire season so they had to create all these filler episodes (laughs) to get a full season 
because they have a really like if you take out all the filler stuff, I'm sure it would make a really solid arc. There does seem to be a lot of filler. But because it's been like what two or three episodes since Ava went missing, and she was like the last major chunk of the plotline. Mm-hmm. Nothing like nothing has been done. And nothing will be done, to your point, until the season finale. But they don't want you to forget that there's this threat. And the more you remind someone of a threat and nothing happens with that threat, the less of a threat it becomes. It's true. It's like, it's just good story t- telling. Yeah. And I think, I think there's, I think we still have like three or four episodes before. It's a two-part finale, but there's like three or four episodes before that. How many episodes? How many? Four, five, now that I'm thinking about it. We're only on 14. And oh, if it's a 22 well, episode... episodes between this one and the finale, all of them are filler episodes. Tall Tales is retroactively not a filler episode. Yeah. Because of what happens late in later seasons. But in the context of this season, it is. It's 100% a filler episode. Yeah. Um, and all of the other ones are are and remain even retroactively filler episodes. Um, yeah, I mean, we've got six episodes until the finale. So, yeah, the that's a lot. <laughs> Holy shit, that's more than I thought. Hold yeah, on. because we're on 14. Oh, I forgot about Folsom Prison Blues. Episode I guess. 21 is the first part of the season finale. All right. J- but just the next four episodes are pretty much filler episodes. Again, Tall Tales retroactively important, but but in the context, kind of, just, just this season, it's a filler episode. The Folsom Prison kind of is because it ties back into um, uh, the real world, like having to deal with cops problem. That's just kind of always there. Well, in later seasons, it's not, but it's kind of always there. And then what isn't what should never be is almost a filler episode except that a lot of the themes in it keep coming back like i'm looking at the episodes hollywood babylon i remember that episode i like that episode I know. it has nothing unless i'm forgetting something nothing to do with the overarching plot of season two well that's kind of the thing especially when we're doing a rewatch i'm kind of coming to that realization is that doing a rewatch like of course, the ones that we want to watch are one-offs because we want to see the funny ones or we want to see the just weird ones or mm-hmm. if you're into that, a scary one. We're not, but if you are. Yeah. Um, so it's more likely that you but- watch a filler episode rather than like a, a plot-heavy episode. You said something just a minute ago. That made me realize there's a lot set up in this season that is more important later on. Sure is. Like, I, I've been re-listening to some of our episodes, and the amount of times I said, oh, they're setting up X thing right here? I didn't remember that. Like, the fact that they're setting up so many things that at the time don't feel super important, but like you said, retroactively, pretty important and pretty, like, crux to later seasons. Like, there's a lot being set up, and, again, it's either good or it's on accident with Supernatural. But, like, I have to believe some of it was on purpose. It's always on accident. <laughs> it's always on accident with Supernatural. It's only None of it was on purpose. 
I imagine I see on Tumblr it was this thing about it was basically just a list of oxymorons. It was like you're watching Supernatural. Like it's a good show. It's a really terrible show. <laughs> this is really good writing. It has the worst writing you've ever heard before in your life. It's just like it was that like back and forth, and it was just like Supernatural. Supernatural. It just is everything <laughs> uh but i don't know i guess that's what happens when you're on this long do you want to talk about that so is there anything outside of that scene in the bar and maybe like the end couple of scenes that you want to talk about i honestly don't want to talk about this episode now you know how you didn't want to talk about last week's episode i'm kind of like that right now i was like Fair I, enough. I, don't want to talk. I just have to say like i think jared really like, I was thinking about it. Once we find out it's Meg, if they gave some of the dialogue they'd given to him to the original Meg actress, it would have been terrible. But he pulled it off really well. I liked when Joe says, like, you're not Sam or something. And he just goes, don't be too sure about that. Like, very flippant and very fast. Like, he just did a really good job. And you said it while we were watching it. Like, he would make a really good villain. And, like, I'd be really excited to see him in, like, a bad guy role. Because he did it so well. And I was thinking about it. Some of my favorite moments are when he's not Sam. Like, in this episode. Um, in the episode better actor when he's not playing Sam Winchester. The character he's played for 15 fucking years. Like, the episode where he's actually, like, that kid in Sam's body or whatever. Oh, God. Yes! I love that episode. So, like, when he's not being Sam, he's, like, really great. But, like, I don't know. I thought he just did a really great job. I was, like, I wasn't even, it was almost, like, when he came back to Sam, I was, like, oh. Like, I was a little disappointed. Do we have to go back to Sam? And it's just, like. Well, the other thing is, and I don't know, maybe it's because of Jared's acting. Maybe it did get better over time, but I don't remember liking Sam that much in the early episodes. Yeah. I just, like, he was fine. He was just there. Well, I was you, Like, you like to say, they were really keen on making him the main character yeah. in the early seasons. And once it was, like more even or more focused on Dean like and you have to give credit to where improvement happens in acting it's a skill that you can improve like anything else he does get better later on I would argue this is a very Sam centric episode and I would argue that it's one of the few that we've had that I would say actually works the only reason I don't like it is has nothing to do with it being Sam centric or with Jared's acting well, that's because he's not Sam for the most of the episode. I mean... Let's <laughs> talk about it. Okay, we don't have to. I mean, we do. It could be a short episode. It could be a short episode. Like we, we, I mean, it didn't pass the Bechdel test just because there weren't ever two female characters that talked to each other. There weren't, so there weren't even two female characters oh, in the episode. Wasn't... No, she didn't have any lines. That was just an extra. Um, yeah, it was just Joe. Cool. And she was, I was, I don't remember thinking that when I watched it the first time. 
I've watched this episode more than once. I always say that, like, I haven't watched this, rewatched this episode before, but I totally have. Um, and I don't know why, or maybe it's just because I'm older, or maybe I'm in a different mindset, but when he, like, crowds her and stuff, I'm just like, oh, this is a sexual assault scene now. I was gonna say, <laughs> we might need to, like, put a trigger warning, because... When he first, like, grapples her, I was like, I don't remember him assaulting her. I know. I was like, did I miss the, did I miss something in the thing where Sam possessed by a demon assaults Joe? Like. Yeah, because he, I mean, and the fear in her voice, the way she was acting was like, it wasn't a fear of just a physical assault. It was like a fear of a sexual assault. It was really, like, framed that way. It also isn't helped by the fact that. Alana is very small and Jared is very big. Yeah. Um, that's always going to kind of trigger your mind to be like, oh, she's in danger. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, and I don't know why that imagery didn't immediately bring that up for me before, but it was so obvious this time that I was just like, ah. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't really recall feeling that way. Like, I said multiple times during that whole like beginning conversation before he attacks her I was like I am really uncomfortable like I wanted to get away I wanted to fast forward like I did not like it um I thought he just knocked her out I did not recall the like actual struggle I kind of remember that little bit at the end where it looks like he's gonna kiss her when she's knocked out that was I remember that creepiness Mm -hmm. But I I didn't remember it, like, going any farther than that, so it was just like, eh. And I thought, so, like, if you think of the opening conversation with them from the mindset of the demon, like, getting upset that Joe cares more about Dean than Sam doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't know. I think she walked in there with this idea of how things were going to go with uh between sam quotation marks and joe and then i think that was more irritation that like oh my god you're so hung up on dean that my plan isn't gonna work now because i'm fucking sam instead of dean damn it (laughs) like that's actually a lot of sense yeah yeah and then all that caddy like oh he he only thinks of you as a sister and he would never Um, I think that was just to be an asshole. Just to be a bitch, yeah. Like, all right, you didn't like plan A, here's plan B. I'm just going to shit on you for, like, a minute flat. Like, Like, here's the problem I have with Joe in this episode. She should have known there was something up with that burn. Like, she didn't catch on. As fast as I think she should have, that something wasn't right. Like, it wasn't until after she got knocked out that she's like, you're not Sam. And then when Dean goes after him, she's like, oh, he was possessed? Someone who's, and again, demons aren't as big of a thing. I get that. But still, growing up a hunter's daughter around Hunter, she should have known something was off. And they didn't give her that. Like, they didn't write her as smart as they should have. The only way that I think that's completely wrong. (laughs) Okay. The only way I think that that scenario works is that like, like 
you could argue like, why doesn't Dean know that he's possessed? Cause Dean is his mom. <laughs> Dean is Sam's mom. Um, well, you and have to remember, you have to remember Joe barely knows these two guys. I did have that so thought if, right after I said it. If he's a creep, she doesn't know. Maybe Sam is a fucking creep. That's true. He, you know, and you, cause, and you could think something about someone like maybe she's like, oh, Sam is fine. And then he, lo, he's acting like a creep. And like in your mind, you're just like, oh, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. And again, my future knowledge is probably coloring my perception a little bit. Mm. But I think that Dean should have caught on faster than he did. The minute that Sam was like, I don't remember a week. He should have been like, something supernatural is up. And it didn't, it didn't ever come out. He was just like, well, let's figure out what happened. I think maybe that's what he was um, trying to do in the, well, let's figure out what happened. He was like, all right, there's maybe a supernatural reason. If we follow the breadcrumbs, we'll find what it is. And when he found the dead body, he went into like, just like survival mode of like, all right, we got to get the fuck out of here. I guess. I don't know. Like, that's the thing. This episode makes sense to me. It's not like other episodes where, like, what they do doesn't make any sense. Like, every step of the way, like, I follow. Like, yeah, this this makes sense. Like, I'm I'm not mad at it. Um, and the other thing, like, you say that, but here's the thing. They have that little, my little sad bromo. Um, <laughs> um after they find the dead hunter, um, they have that that moment. And, like, yeah, I think even then Jared was good at, like, eh, being a little off. Mm-hmm. But overall, that scene played out just like the scenes we've already seen this season, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said... This, this, there was, it was just fine. Yeah. There Outside are, of the really good acting from Jared, which we have not seen before. <laughs> oh, that's so mean. You know, he's good before. Just, but we've seen him be good before, just never in an episode that's Sam centric. That's true. <laughs> this is a first for that. It's true. Um, but yeah, and I, maybe it, and maybe I'm thinking farther ahead because there are times where one or the other is not themselves, and they don't realize it, and you're like, obviously, where <laughs> it really doesn't make sense that they don't realize that that's not your brother, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's just the pitfall of a rewatch. Yeah, because we know things that the characters don't know yet that, w- and they will eventually know. And sometimes I just forget that we're only in season two. They don't know everything that they know yet. We're only in season two. We've got five fucking 14. 13 more seasons. <laughs> so long ago. Landlines. So long ago. The, yeah, he cut the landline to the puppy's phone. And I just kind of forgot. That. I mean, people, my parents still have a landline. But it's like, yeah. But they also have cell phones. They do. And it's just, yeah, you forget that. Yeah, that was still, like, the more preferred method of communication at that point. 
over cell phones. And that's all you needed to do to cut off like communication and stuff like that is like just cut out the landline. Whereas today is like cut out the landline. I have a cell phone, like fuck off. Yeah, like you have to knock out a cell phone t- tower. Yeah. Like, even cutting pull- the power yeah. won't do anything. You have to pull a Krieger and just randomly put cell phone jammers on everything. <laughs> oh god. I just have to say, I like the thought of Bobby opening up beers, like a six pack, and just putting holy water in all of them and then like resealing them. Just in case. I just, it was really like, uh, it was so funny. And maybe that, and you could argue like, well, Bobby knew right away. Um, I think the fact, maybe the fact that Sam came on his own and was very flippant about Dean. Yeah. I think he was, I think at that point, Meg was being a little more obvious. Well, and I think. Because again, he did that, he did that where he showed up with Joe, but again, Joe, Joe doesn't know him. Bobby. Bobby, I think in the beginning was a lot more of a suspicious person. Like he was more inherently suspicious of everything. Because he's, I mean, in the beginning, he's like this hermit character in the middle of a junkyard. Um, So I think he's just more naturally, like, what are you doing here? Yeah, that's true. Whereas when we, and maybe that's the thing is like, oh, he's suspicious. Whereas going forward in the series, he becomes more of that father figure. So it would make more sense for one or both of the boys to just randomly show up on his doorstep because there's that more familiar element whereas at this point in the series he's been in three episodes i would say this is only like the second time they've come to to his house or something yeah he was in the finale of last season he was in this season season opener and he was in this episode and he's in the next episode yeah which is great his house isn't really their base of operations yet yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. This makes so much sense to me. That like, yeah, he's like, oh, he's just like suspicious, and then they didn't realize that. Oh, we're gonna write him to be like their surrogate father. <laughs> go, <"Oops."> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so why would he be suspicious of Sam? I don't know. I don't know. I got. I literally wrote down no notes, so I don't have anything to know. reference. I'm just thinking of things. Oh, let's see. There was, or did you, well, we talked about women. This is just Joe. Just Joe. Just Joe. Um, there were, hmm, I think there was a, a song playing when Sam walked in the bar. Like it was just a song that was playing in the bar. Oh yeah. Um, so that, I don't care about that. Um, you can look that one up yourself. <laughs> Um, but when, um, Joe, why did I suddenly forget her name? When Joe wakes up with, uh, Sam having tied her to the post, um, a load, a load bearing post in this bar. Um, when she comes to, uh, the song that's playing is, uh, Crystal Ship by The Doors. And anytime you have that kind of like muzzy, like somebody waking up or somebody just kind of being out of it 
the doors is a great go-to because they're very they're they're that psychedelic rock plus i really like the doors so it's the it's got a nice like strangeness to it um and then uh the song that plays over their little heart to heart at the end when Dean's just a jackass um, is uh, back on the road again. Ario Speedwagon. On the road again? I know that's not the song. Yeah, not the song. <laughs> I actually don't know the song. I'm not a huge Ario Speedwagon fan. I know the doors. <laughs> I have no Ario Speedwagon. <laughs> but I don't know. I guess it was appropriate because they're on the road again in the middle of the night because why didn't they stay at bobby's house i can't get over that i can't get over the fact that it's the middle of the night and they're just like peace and they just drive away where are they going somewhere where wendell's friends can't find them i guess i'm done okay i'm done with this episode i'm ready okay. it's weird that i like i don't want to talk about it but i actually didn't think it was that bad it's less meh than the last episode. Yeah. Like, it's still meh. It's meh on rewatch. I still, I don't know. Like, I remember liking it a lot more, yeah. you know, the first time or times I watched it. I'm making a face. <laughs> and Sarah just shrugs. She doesn't care. All right. Sarah, do you have... um? No, I don't have anything more. All right. What? <laughs> so aggressive <laughs> it was really aggressive i'm really sorry <laughs> oh amazing all right uh thank you for listening uh you can drop us a line at checking the review at gmail.com you can uh check out my tumblr i posted a bunch to it and then i stopped <laughs> checking the review at tumblr um yeah and come back next week where we Marie Kondo your mind palace. Say goodbye, Sarah. Goodbye, Sarah. Mm-hmm.